everyone. Hello. Uh, welcome to the Instructional Insider. I'm do your host, Dr. Morgan Pittman, Instructional Designer and Curriculum Specialist at the North Carolina School of Science and Math at the Morganton campus. And with me today, I have Michelle Simpson, 8th grade science at East McDowell Middle School. We have not had a podcast. I want to say it seems like two months. It feels like it. It's been a while. We had winter break and uh, I know we had um, finals for the end of the semester, so it's like been a, a hot minute since we actually did a podcast. So, so we get to reset. We get a reset, which is I'm I'm glad you brought that up because um, we're gonna do our traditional um, topic flow of our podcast. We're gonna do what I've seen highlights from the week. We're going to do a topic or yeah, a tip to try and then a topic to discuss, which really brings me to that reset that you just said. Um, you know, everybody this week has went back to school. A lot of people went back to school at some point this week from winter break. And um, we are in something called J-term. Hmm. You what is that? You don't have J-term, do you? We do not. I'll be honest, when I rotated into this role this year, I was like, I kept hearing people say J-term, J-term. I'm like, what is J-term? And I just kind of like uh, sat back and kind of watched to see what it was. But gotcha. J-term is kind of a mini master. Hmm. Um, it's for four weeks. Um, it's for the month of January, hence the letter J. Oh, that makes sense. And, you know, our kids live on campus, so, you know, they've been home for three weeks, and then they come back, and the J-term is an opportunity for them to be back on campus, start back their learning process, but it's not their intense, um, high-demanding classes that they take in a traditional semester. <coughs> so, so they could be... Um, it allows opportunity for perhaps travel. We have students that go overseas. We have that some that go up to New York and there's some going out West. Um, it provides just different opportunities that maybe they don't get to experience during the school year. But I wanna come back to that uh, here in a little bit. Okay. So really my, my big thought here is it really ends up being like, you know, as a teacher, you have like passions and you don't feel like you ever get to actually do it because you feel like you're tied down to the standard course of study. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, I know it's like, oh, we got to get our standards in. We got to get our standards in. And you really don't feel like you have the time to teach those things that you're passionate about. So, you know, you just kind of go on past it. Well, J-Term allows teachers to create their own courses in really whatever topic they want. Hmm. So it doesn't have to be something non-academic. It could be academic too. It could be. And, and oh. it could be academic. It could be a little fun, a little academic. I mean, it's, you, you'll, it's amazing what I've seen. I'm only hmm. going to highlight a few courses that are happening right now. And then throughout the next three weeks, I will highlight other courses. So if I don't mention a course this week, um, you'll hear some different ones next week. So are you ready to hear what's happening? I'm excited. Yes. I've been really tired this week because along from being at UNC Charlotte teaching at the STEM conference, I've been in all these classrooms and it's been a lot. All right. So, um, one class that I visited and got to experience was board game designing. 
So the students are really looking at games, board games that have some kind of strategic element. You know, there's some games that are pretty complex. And, right. And they're, they've been exploring them. And then throughout this two weeks, they're going to be proposing and designing their own game. And it has to have some kind of thematic unit. I had never seen some of these games before that the instructor brought. Like, I was like, interesting. Ooh, you're going to have to get me the name of some of those games. Yeah, there was one game. It really, uh, being a, a parent of a Star Wars fan, it was called The Resistance. It had nothing to do with Star Wars, but it definitely made me think about The Resistance from Star Wars. <laughs> All right. Um, that one was pretty cool. I can't wait to see exactly where that one heads in, in their games as they design it. The next one, which is called Competitive Robotics. Well, the name kind of tells me what it might be about. <laughs> it's a competition with robots. Yep. So, Got but, the robots going. But, but these guys and girls design their robots. You know, like when you get a box of Legos and it's just a bunch of pieces? Yeah, one of those just, yeah. And you know I, call I, them the, I, I call them the odd sets. I hate them. But it's, it's literally a bunch of pieces of just parts. There might be like nuts and bolts and anchors and wheels and these metal strips. And I really don't know what all was in all their supplies and tools. But they go into their online program and design a digital prototype. And then they take their prototype and... They use saws. They use all kinds of, you know, equipment and tools in our in our um, uh, maker and our uh, fab lab, and they create this stuff that they design on the computer. It's amazing. Oh. But the thing is, it can't. And then they have to program it. So on top of building it, designing it, building it, and programming, the robots have to be able to do stuff. Like they have to have oh. um, sensors where they can detect things. They have to be able to throw discs, like because they uh, got to they've they've got to be able to compete in these battles. So it's it's pretty cool. And and they only have a month to do that in. Well, they're this is only a two week class, but these guys are oh. in the club, so it'll continue beyond this one. But they're just using J term to have two weeks of complete uninterrupted time. Because hey, that's pretty cool. These J term classes last all day. Like oh. you know, think about when you taught element, or you know, like when someone teaches elementary school and the kids are with them all day. Uh huh. They take one class all day. Oh, now that is a really cool concept. I like that. Yeah, and they, you know, but but you know, if they want to, hey, you're going to be spending this time on your own doing reading or watching videos. Then you're going to come back to us and we're going to do something else. So it's not like they're in the class the whole time. They may be, they can, it's very flexible, you know. Well, that's cool. That is a really cool idea. All right. Here's the next one. You ready? I'm ready. This one will make you hungry. Uh -huh. Demystifying Mexican food. What? Yeah, so okay, I'm I'm gonna ask: Is Mexican food mystifying? I don't know, but I don't either. They're really it looking, does make me feel good. <laughs> they're really looking at you know the ingredients and why it's so popular. Oh, but then they also look at the history and the origin of traditional foods and ingredients. So, 
Um, that is really cool. Yeah. So they've been in the um, residential hall at our kitchen and they've been in there cooking and they cooked me some soup and some horchata and some burritos. And yeah, you know, I went in there and ate with them. Oh, that sounds fabulous. Cause they why couldn't I come to visit that day? They're cooking every day. And today was chocolate day and I missed it cause I'm off campus today. Okay. <sighs> All right. You ready for the next one? I think so. That just kind of depressed me. Mm. Okay. Here we go. The art of handmaking books. No. They're making their own paper, and they're <gasps> going to make their own books, and they're binding them and measuring them, and yeah. Oh, listen, we need to go take that. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm so blessed that I get to do and experience all of this. All right. Are you ready for the next one? Let's go. Yeah, and I'm not going to say this right, but I'm just going to give you the short. How birds work. Okay ornithology birds yeah how birds work uh they're looking at you know the structure and the history and the way you know um physically they're in the anatomy but then they've been out in the field to learn how to identify them based on their sound and by their flight patterns uh, oh, cool. by their ecosystem they were using these apps on their phone as well uh the cornell lab um they have some pretty cool um apps that you can download but i went out with them because they were at the river and uh, i watched them and and they had their field guide books and that was super fun they're going to be going to south mountain and they're going to be going to the um state park and i it the the amount of instruction that was happening and the level of authentic engagement is out the roof wow which, See, that's cool i would like to go do that that sounds fun which brings me to my topic to discuss. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. Knowing, and I've only seen, I was only in their classes for two days. Okay. Okay. Knowing the level of learning I saw and knowing the level of engagement I saw, why are we not doing this all the time? Ah. Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I know we have to teach the standard course of study, you know, with your with your um, traditional public schools. But OK, so let's flip this because I got a couple of questions here. I want you to help me ponder these. First of all, first of all, why is every school in every district not doing a J term? I understand it might not could be a week. I mean, a month. But what if the week you came back from Christmas break? You got to teach something that you as the teacher was passionate about, that was fun, that was engaging, that took, the kids could sign up for what they wanted to participate in. What do you that, think, what do you think that, that would do? That would be great. I mean, one, it would get the kids back into the academic setting. Right. You know, because let me tell you, this has been the first week back and hold on to your drawers. It's hard to jump right back into content. It is, and we're expected to jump right back in. And the kids are just not ready. They want to come in, and they need time to reacclimate. They've right. been gone for two and a half weeks. Right. Yeah. That would be amazing. I mean, I think a, a week of J-term for everybody should be required. That would be great. 
you guys hey, would be sign excited. me up i'll go to the river i mean you guys could take field trips you could bring in foods you could it it would be a slow you know we teach we teach that we're supposed to use scaffolding approach but you know we just jump right in there and get right back at it why can't we scaffold it slowly like this i mean i have never seen j term and i'm very impressed with it that's awesome so maybe that needs to be the model yeah like i think other schools and other districts need to come and look at this and see what we do and like i said i know they can't do it for a month but i think a week is totally doable if not even two weeks yeah I mean, I would love to see J term. I mean, I would like for my son to be able to participate in that when he came back from Christmas break or winter break. Um, it's it's it would give them something excited to come back to because a lot of them don't want to come back. Um, I think it would be great. Um, which brings me back to my other question. Okay. All right. So I just told you the level of learning and the level of engagement that I have seen this week is out the roof like off the charts right it's it's a hundred percent authentic engagement Ooh. so knowing that why can't our regular classrooms look like that throughout the whole year see i think that would be great i mean think about it the kids would be so excited to come in and learn in that kind of i don't it, it, it it's structured Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's not the sit and get. Mm -hmm. It's not just the, oh my gosh, I'm going to come in and I know that over the course of the next two weeks, we're going to learn a new topic. Worksheets. We're going to take notes. We're going to do worksheets. We're going to we listen. Might, if we're lucky, do a lab. Lecture. You got to listen to lecture. And I hate lecturing. That's not my... I don't like doing that. I might do it once every two weeks. I mean, I know, I know we have to teach the standards. I'm not saying not teach the standards. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just wanting to know, why can't we have our lessons that are authentic, that are engaging? Why, why are we not making that happen? I mean, I know it's hard. I know we're tired. I know it's hard to spend the time planning this kind of stuff, but you know, it kind of rejuvenates you. When you're excited about it, they're excited about it. My most, no kidding. My most favorite weeks are those weeks that I spent time planning and that were exciting for me. I remember those times when you would, you know, tie in whatever the, the special day of the week was. <laughs> yeah, like we had to- You know, like Mardi Gras, that was fun. We did a lot with like kind of small, small, small scale yeah. PBL kind of thing or um, you know, we did Day of the Dead, we did Star Wars, we did chocolate cake. We, what was those candy bars we did that one time? Do you remember that? I do, but what was that? I do not remember. We had those random candy bars that we ordered from. Uh, they were not American. They I remember were not that. American candy bars. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> but I mean, like the kids absolutely loved them and wanted to know what they were, wanted to go order them. They were like, yeah, it was it was cool. But I mean, I don't know. There's just this level of engagement that comes out in that. I don't know. If you're a teacher, which most of you probably are, I would definitely ask yourself, what can I do that's not a sit and get, that's not me sitting there, that's not me lecturing, that's not the kids doing worksheets, 
I know I'm stepping on a lot of toes because I get it. But, I mean, I just, I don't know. I want to see, I want to see the, the, the level of learning and excitement and authentic engagement that I see at J-Term for every class, for every student, not just at NCSSM, but for all of the state of North Carolina and beyond. Yeah, I mean, and can you imagine the difference that it might make in some of these kids, especially where they don't, these kids that don't have the opportunities? Mm -hmm. This would be a great opportunity for kids that generally, you know, they're not exposed to this kind of stuff right. outside of school. So right. this would be a great thing. Well, I mean, you know, the students we had, they had never been to the Greenway. Like, <gasps> all right. I can go on this whole box all day, but here we go. You ready? Okay. Last thing, tip to dry. Okay. All right. So, you know, this past week, I just mentioned that I went and I taught at the um, UNCC STEM conference, and we got to listen to the North Carolina Teacher of the Year. Don't ask me her name. I've already forgot it. You know how that goes. But she presented this question to us, and I know I'm not going to say it very well at the beginning, but just bear with me as you listen through. So, you know, thinking about if you're a history teacher or if you're a language arts teacher, if you teach humanities, I mean, you can even do this as a science instructor. I want you to ask yourself, what if STEM had existed in that time? So let, let's think about the story Cinderella. You know the story Cinderella, right? Glass slipper, Prince Charming, ball, fairy godmother. Let me ask you this. What would happen if STEM, and we're talking about science, technology, engineering, and mathematics was all afloat then in that time period, how could that a storyline been different? Ooh. Yeah. Huh. That's an interesting thought. I mean, you could go all kinds of ways there. You could. Can you think of anything off the top of your head? How would Cinderella have been different with STEM in a STEM world like we live now? Goodness. I, you know, my, the first thing that my brain went to when you were talking about that, well, two ways. My, my brain automatically went to, of course, the slipper. But then I started thinking about the mice and the pumpkin mm -hmm. for the carriage. And, yeah, I'm not really sure what ooh, I would do ooh, with it, but that's the first thought. She called an Uber. She could have called an Uber. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> All right. How, that is true. So you can do that with any story, any like fairy tale, any story you're reading, um, you know. But let's think about a historical event. What if, what if, like, okay, I was like 18 or 19 during 9-11, okay? Okay. What if I you're- I was a little older. It, I mean, it was right before- I mean, I think MySpace was out, but internet was not really hopping. Uh, we still, you know, we had dial-up. It was dial-up. Dial we didn't use it like we did now, okay? What? what if social media, like we have now, existed during 9-11? Oh, no. Oh, see, I, my mind automatically went to that would be, can you imagine mm -hmm. the people that were in the towers? Mm. That's where my mind went. Those people sending out farewells to their families. 
Oh my! Now, wow. now one that would have meant something that would have been very special, but two that would have been torment. I mean, I know we had STEM then, but I mean, it wasn't to the level it is now. Oh no! Right. Um, but then you can think about like think about something else historical, like smallpox. You know, what Ooh. if during smallpox we had the technology and STEM advancements that we have now? It probably wouldn't have been the epidemic that it was. Right. Right. I mean, if you think about it, we've pretty much, it will, we have eradicated. Right. And, and then you can think huh. about it, you could also think it in the opposite, you know, with everything we have with COVID and we do have STEM and we were able to create a vaccine. Um, like where, what if we would not have had STEM? You could think about it in the opposite, like flip it the other way. Ooh. And see, that could have, could have been the Black Plague or yeah. smallpox. Right. And so, yeah. I wow. really I really like that question, though. Just, just ask yourself, what if STEM had existed? Or what if STEM hadn't existed? I think those are great conversations to have in all of your humanities classes. But even as a science teacher, you can stop and ask those questions. You know, that would be a great, like, before class warm-up. Mm -hmm. Right. Maybe tied into what the social studies teachers are are discussing their topic even right. so that way it's cross curriculum right i mean you could do this as far as like a um a warm-up like you said or you could do a think pair share you could do it Ooh. as a response on a jam board you could do it if you think about in canvas you could do it as a canvas discussion i mean there's all kinds of ways you could implement this yeah um or you just have it an open discussion um, I just think there's a lot there. Like, I really liked that question. So tip to try is ask your class, what if STEM had existed or not existed in your non-STEM classes? But I think you can ask the question in STEM classes myself, too. Oh, I do, too. Totally. So anyway, um, I guess this is a, about to wrap it up. Um, I know it's been a super busy week, and I'm actually fighting a little bit of sinus congestion myself so if i sound a little stuffy you know why but um it's been a oh, great yeah. week and um thank you so much for joining me and i guess i will hopefully see you soon until see you next time bye bye